Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like a full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. All from TireRack.com. TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hey, welcome into the All Ball Pod. I'm Doug Gottlieb, and thanks so much for uh, making this part of your rotation, your Q, as the kids like to say. It's really weird, right? That Q, the Q, the line, something that's used in Europe that we've never used before. We only use now because of uh, podcasts. That's really, I don't know, it's odd to me. Um, There's a lot to discuss in the world of basketball. I kind of think, I kind of think that uh, the most interesting is the upcoming NBA season. Rick Buecher is going to be our guest in in a moment and uh, i'm fired up to talk about the celtics the lakers the warriors the jimmy butler and uh frankly a team like the spurs who have been impervious to some so much of this kind of nonsense around the league and now all of a sudden they're very very much pervious um we'll we'll talk with with rick buker from bleach report momentarily let me I, I started last week telling you I thought that the Celtics were not only the class of the East, but as many people have come around, I think they're sitting there right, 
you know, they're like stock horse with the Golden State Warriors. And while we have expectations for the Warriors to be better than ever because, well, Kevin Durant should be um, kind of in, uh, what is it? What, what was the, I'm trying to think what the nickname that he didn't like was, which was, it wasn't like Silent Assassin. It was, uh, uh, I'll, I'll think of it in a second. Uh, a Slim Reaper. That's what it was. Slim Reaper. Well, he didn't love the Slim Reaper idea. Now suddenly he's kind of taken on that whole mantra. It's, it's really interesting to see on, you know, he's, I'm going to be who I want to be. I'm going to be who I'm real, how I'm real. That, that part is fascinating to me because I do think this is a year in which Kevin Durant wants to make a point that he's the best player in the league. Last year, he tried to show at least in the first quarter of the year that he could be a dominant defensive player. And, and that showed up as well in the playoffs. He didn't play a ton of defense late in the regular season. The team didn't seem motivated. But I feel like this is a year in which the Warriors maybe aren't as good in terms of their collective pieces early on because they're not going to have DeMarcus Cousins. And even when they get DeMarcus Cousins, that changes who they are and how they play. But I think that Durant may make up for that because I kind of feel like he's going for the scoring title. Kind of feel like he's going for the MVP. Kind of feel like he's going to show people in his own mind and, frankly, in my mind, that he's the best player in the league. Now, that'll, that'll, that'll strike LeBron lovers as, well, you're a hater, and I, just, I, just, I despise that. I think LeBron's really good. And I think that he's, he's figured out kind of his own version of old man game, right? His jump shot's better than it's ever been. He takes more plays off defensively than he ever has. And now he's playing for mismatches where I think he'll play some center. I said this when the deal was made that he was coming to the Lakers, look at the team they're putting together. They don't have a backup five. And it's really smart to play LeBron as your small ball five, one, because he's awesome. And by some people's estimation, the best player in the league. But more than anything, that, that creates a mismatch, which is, you know, like Draymond Green on his own is not a top 20 player in the NBA. Play him at center where he can hold his own and nobody scores with their back to the basket and he can also switch and guard so many positions and he's invaluable to the, what the Warriors do. But if you say Draymond Green or LeBron James, go back and watch the NBA Finals. Like, LeBron didn't have to guard anybody because he was guarding Draymond. Like, those are converted power forwards or small forwards made into centers are guys that can shoot well enough to keep the center occupied, but they're not good enough shooters to be starting in a small forward. They're not good enough ball. Some, something's missing that they can't play their natural position size-wise. Sometimes it's girth. Sometimes it's skill. Sometimes it's athleticism, whatever it is. LeBron is missing none of those. Maybe a little bit of the explosiveness that he had going back five, ten years ago, who wouldn't lose explosiveness as much as he's played. But I think it's genius to play him as your backup small ball five. It is. And you tell me he's not a better option than JaVale? He's not a better option than Beasley? Of course he is. Uh, the Lakers are fascinating because LeBron's there. He's only seen success in the playoffs since, really, he got to Miami. Uh, whatever level of success he should have achieved, getting to the NBA Finals that many years in a row is magnificent. And this is a completely different, uh, completely different level of competition. Uh, th- think about it. Not only do you have the Warriors, uh, you have the Rockets, who I don't think are as good as last year, but they're still very, very good. And Oklahoma City, who um, I thought coming into the year, coming into the year would be the number two team in the West. The problem is now you have Russell Westbrook, uh, who's not quite healthy, and Andre Robertson, who's gone through a setback, and he's going to be out for a couple months. And so th- 
though the I, I like the collective pieces better than the collective pieces and the continuity of last year better than last year. Uh, the, the whole hope was that you had Robertson coming in, who's a selfless player. Honestly, it's four on five on offense, but it feels like five and a half on five on defense. He's that good and that versatile. So uh, you take away Mello, who was a nothing defensively and a ball stopper offensively. I, I just liked how the whole thing came together. But on second thought, the Thunder are behind the Rockets because of injuries. And I'm not sure Grant is nearly the small, like their small ball five is Grant, right? There's the, that's the perfect example for why LeBron's a great small ball five is that uh, if Grant's your small ball five or LeBron's a small ball five, who has the advantage? That'd be advantage LeBron. So even though Oklahoma City might not be as good as I would have thought, and Houston not as good as they were last year, those teams are way better than the collective group that was in the East last year. Remember, Boston didn't have their top two players. Toronto couldn't get over LeBron. So those are your top three. And then kind of go through the list of the other teams. Portland might take a step back, but that's still a dangerous team with two elite guards. Um, I think Dallas is going to be a lot better. They tried to be bad last year. They accomplished that goal. But Luka Doncic is ready to play. If you haven't seen him in the preseason, he's bigger than you thought. He, he might be a little bit heavier and thicker than you thought. But you add him to Dennis Smith and Harrison Barnes and the rest of the Mavs, and you bring Dirk off the bench, and that's a pretty good team. Memphis is way better than they. They tried to be. As soon as Mike Conley got hurt last year, they tried to be bad. I haven't even gotten into New Orleans, who seemed to figure it out, and they got better after they got rid of DeMarcus, and they don't have DeMarcus this year. Um, Minnesota, however, they kind of reformed themselves. Utah, I mean, we kind of go into the West, and we start getting deeper and deeper. Um, no, I'm not buying into the Clippers or the Suns, who just fired their general manager as playoff teams, but if those are your also-rans, in addition to the Kings, like that's a very small list and a talented list of rising young players for your also rams. And then we haven't talked about San Antonio, who I thought before they lost to Jante Murray should be better this year than they were last year. Not because I don't like what they had last year, but they didn't have Kawhi Leonard last year. So now you had DeMar DeRozan, you got LaMarcus Aldrich, and they turned over their roster that aged right before our eyes. And I, I thought, before, again, before Murray got hurt, they should be better. So the point about the Lakers is, you have LeBron and this idea that you can play fast and aggressive and play a deep bench and and not be a great shooting team around LeBron and still be effective. Meanwhile, he's playing against a tougher level of competition day in, day out. Um, in addition, I do think these games are bigger to everybody. In, in years past, Memphis only got him once in their building. Dallas only got him once in their building. Golden State only got him once in their building. Utah only got them once in their building. And because that has not worn off yet, because it's not normal yet, it's the new normal. Every night he's going to walk into not just the normal pack LeBron house, but you're going to, there's a peak. You're going to get the best of all these teams. That's not every game is played at a hundred percent. When you're in the NBA, it's hard with the travel and the back to backs and it's in a war of attrition, but as close to a hundred percent as, uh, in terms of effort, is what you're going to get if you're Lakers. So LeBron has made some positive pro-Lonzo quotes, but here's the truth from inside the Lakers. Nobody knows about Lonzo. The, the most important time in terms of development for a young player in the NBA is between the end of his first season and the start of his second season. And, and the logic behind it is this. Um, remember, the draft is in June after the NBA Finals. And so you get done playing in college sometime in March. 
maybe in April. And immediately you go and leave and you start working with a trainer and you're training yourself for the combine and for workouts. And you prepare yourself. You get drafted at the end of June. You do the kind of whirlwind. In July, all of a sudden, you get thrown into the mix. You're playing in Summer League. And then you get done with Summer League, kind of end of July, and you got like a month, and you can work on your game some, work on your body, but you got to catch your breath. And then you get ready for your first training camp, and you get beaten up, and it's just kind of learning on the fly. Well, Lonzo did all of that. He'd never really been coached. His body hadn't been worked on, and his body did break down. He only played 50-some-odd games last year. And though there were some good things defensively, instinctually, rebounding, passing the basketball, obviously offensive game, he's learning on the fly, and it was a mess in terms of his shooting, and his on-ball defense wasn't good either. Now, the Lakers were really hopeful, but then when he hurt his knee and he had the setback and he had surgery, though he added size and he's got thicker and so the ball comes off better because he has more strength, he hadn't played, he hadn't worked on his, he had no finishing shots last year. And all of this learning on the fly is great, but when their season was over before the playoffs actually began, that would have been time in which he should have been putting in work. And so whatever LeBron's saying in terms of supporting Lonzo Ball, he has no idea because none of the Lakers have any idea. He hadn't hardly played five on five. Whereas the rest of the Lakers have. And you saw how much the improvement you've seen from Josh Hart and Brandon Ingram and Kyle Kuzman, some of those guys. We're going to catch up with Rick Buecher from Bleach Report in just one moment. Talk a little bit about the Lakers and what he thinks, I think, is an odd fit between LeBron and maybe a run for a championship. But before we talk to Rick Buecher, before we proceed with all ball, I want to talk to you about keeps. Maybe you've noticed you got a little less hair than you used to, but you're not sure there's a real solution. The thing is, there are two clinically proven medications that can let you keep your hair. And now they're inexpensive and easy to get. You don't need to lose your hair if you don't want to. And that's why I got to tell you about keeps for five minutes right now and just $1 a day. You'll never have to worry about hair loss again. It really works. Keeps offers two FDA-approved hair loss products clinically proven to keep your hair. No BS, just science. Sign up in less than five minutes. Just answer a few questions, snap a couple photos. A licensed doctor remotely views your information and recommends the right treatment for you, all without ever leaving your couch, your chair. Keeps is only $10 to $35 a month. Plus, now you can get the first month for free. That's one hell of a deal just to keep your hair. To receive your first month of treatment for free, go to keeps.com slash Doug. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Doug, D-O-U-G. That's a free month of keeps.com slash Doug. Keeps, hair today, hair tomorrow. Let's welcome in Rick Buecher. He's covered the league for years. He works for Bleacher Report. Uh, Buecher, I kind of gave an opening glance. Let me first start with the Lakers because I don't think they're Mm -hmm. great, but they're super, super interesting. Um, Mm -hmm. What's your thoughts as we get ready work a couple days away from the season? They are interesting, and they have a multitude of pieces, but I don't know what the plan is. You, you've got some really young talent that wants to prove itself, and Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball, as you mentioned, guys that, and Kyle Kuzma, all guys that want to prove that they belong in this league and that they can be real players in it. And then you have this old guard of Lance Stevenson and Rajon Rondo and Beasley and these guys want to prove that they still belong in the league, that they deserve to be here. But I go back to the number one thing for me is why is LeBron James in L.A.? That is the number, the first and foremost, the number one thing. Because the one thing we've seen is you can take all these disparate parts and we can say that they don't really fit. and They don't really fit LeBron and the past teams that he's had. But as we know, he has a remarkable ability to pull disparate pieces together and make them very competitive. 
But that has been in the past when he is playing for a championship. I don't know that that's, I don't know what his motivation is for LA. Everything that I've seen to date says it's to create his post playing career, to get on with his foray into Hollywood. Dwayne Wade essentially said that to me in a conversation we had uh, a couple months ago down in Orlando. So that, that above all, anything else, if LeBron is fully committed to making this a championship contending team, then they have a chance to be competitive. If not, then I just don't see how this thing comes together. What I've heard is in their practices, it's at a much higher level. The level of competitiveness uh, is Mm -hmm. remarkable in comparison to last year, which is interesting because one of the key criticisms, and you know it, and I think most people who really know the NBA know it, but fans maybe don't, is he didn't really practice. He wasn't really – he was invested in the team in the games – but in terms of the practices, it was it was it was maybe a, a little bit below him because you also had older players and he just kind of knew what he had to do when he had to do it. Um, that hasn't been the case here. He has invested in the team process, but I I think it's interesting. I think L.A. is one of these places, and I know for people who don't know, Buke lives in Northern California. You spend a lot of time in Southern California, but people seem to think they know what California is like. It's a lot like New York, where until you're there the the there's a little bit of a grind to it there's a super high expectations of it so even if his thought is hey i'm gonna take a chance in a year or two at winning another championship meanwhile set myself up for the rest of my life this is where i want to live this is where i want to be the city's expectations are different his own expectation of hey i can handle maybe not competing for a championship for a year everyone says that but, you know, just it's just like he thinks he can play without the basketball. Everyone says that. But his default has always been, I want to win a championship. His default has always been, give me the ball, space everybody out, and I'll make a play. And I just, right. I wonder how long the Lakers last before we go back to LeBron James' default. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, I, that's, the, that's the huge question. I don't know. Uh, and that's what I'm waiting to find out. And I, But the, the indications, look, I've said it, if this, LeBron James was willing to play the role that Kobe played on the 2008 U.S. national team, where he comes in and says, I'm not going to worry about offense. Defensively, I'm going to set the tone. Because let's face it, with this crew, that's what has to be brought to order. Who's going to defend? How hard are they going to defend? How hard is everybody going to focus on defending? LeBron could make a huge statement. In doing that, because it's but it would be the exact opposite of what he's done the last few years, which is I am uh, I'm 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 going to handle everything offensively. I'm going to make sure we get to where we need to be offensively, and I'm going to need you guys to pick me up defensively because I'm not going to ex- uh, expend a whole lot of energy at that end of the floor. See, I, is I he actually willing I don't, to I don't do know. that. I, I don't know if I don't know if that's I mean, look. I think this can be a really good defense. Look, if if Rondo's their starting point guard, he's not what he mm-hmm. used to be defensively, but he's a lot better than Kyrie or he's had uh, during his Cleveland days. Fair? Uh, sure, sure. I, I know a lot of it's reputation wise, but, but that's but that's but that's that's one guy. That's okay. One hold on, guy. hold on. I mean, I I, yeah. I believe that Josh Hart will end up being the starting two guard at some point this season. Okay. Uh, okay. Josh Hart is strong as an ox, and though he's not a freak athlete, I, I think that he could be a very, very good defender. And I think the idea is 
they think if they can get Brandon Ingram to play hard because he's so long and rangy, he's versatile. Like you're throwing out four, you know, you're throwing out four pretty good. De- if Le- LeBron doesn't have to be the best defense player on the floor anymore, instead it's a collective group of defenders. I think that's yeah, what no, they're no, trying no. to. Com- yeah, I, look, I, I, I don't say he's got to be everything defensively, but he has to set a tone there. He has to demonstrate that that's an important end of the floor to him. Not, it's got to be important to everybody else, and I'm going to do what I do offensively. It's this is how we need to approach things. And maybe, maybe that's being delivered in practice. I just, I need to see that because I right. haven't seen that attention by LeBron in the last few years. All right, let's get, let's get to a couple other things that are interesting. The Spurs lose DeJounte Murray, and I yeah. didn't think the Spurs were going to win the title, but I thought they'd be better than they were last year. Kind of surprising last year considering they didn't have Kawhi Leonard. You have, yep. and it's, it's, you got DeMar the whole season, you get LaMarcus Aldridge. So what do you do now if you're the Spurs where you're still going to be decent, but you lose your starting point guard who very, not very good offensively, but very good defensively. Yeah. It's look, it's not a good thing. I, I'm not a big believer. I wasn't a big believer in DeJounte Murray. Uh, I, I, any point guard who at this stage, I mean, the way the game is played, I kind of had this, this conversation with, Ryan Hollins uh, a couple a couple days ago about give me a two guard at the way the game's played so heavy pick and roll give me a two guard who can shoot and handle or you know essentially if he's a two guard he can shoot who can handle and I'll take that over a point guard who can see the floor <laughs> but can't shoot <laughs> because of the way the game is played right now and so. I I just I believe that because of the way the Spurs execute and play on a night in and night out basis, they have even without Murray, they have enough talent to compete and be a playoff team in the West. Now they're not going to be more than that. They're not going to be anything more than they were last year, but they have enough just because they execute on a night in and night out basis. They have enough to win. 47, 48, 50 wins and, and get into the playoffs. I don't expect uh, much more than that. My big question after being down there, and I was just down there a couple days ago, is Greg Popovich looks as beaten as I've ever seen him. Now, he's yes. not, you know, he's never been a matinee idol, but he just looks like he has been dragged through the mud. And this is preseason. And I can't help why, feel why, that. Why is it? I mean, like, I know his, his, his wife died. This is going back last yeah. year. Yeah. I and don't think he's, all, I don't, honestly, yeah, I don't think he's recovered from that. I just. Yeah. I, well, and then, and then all, so and then all his, like, lifer spurs are gone, too, right? Like, he's coaching guys yeah. that aren't really his guys. Exactly. Like, this I, is a weird another thing. Like, yeah. I walked into it, that locker room, and I look around, and I just, I'm looking at the names over the lockers. And I hadn't been in there in a while. And I'm like, wow, this is. This is this is so unlike any Spurs locker room I've ever walked into. Uh, okay, let's let's go through a couple. Others. Ryan McDonough gets fired like a week before the season. I, I'm not saying yeah. his moves deserve allowed him to to earn a contract extension, but like a week before the season, something had to happen. Yeah, something had, but it doesn't it doesn't take much. And I don't know I don't know exactly what happened. I haven't heard yet, but. It doesn't have to be anything significant when it comes to Robert Sarver. 
he is as much of a wild card as any owner you can possibly imagine. So I have not heard definitively what it is. I'm hoping that I'm going to find out in the next couple of days. But ultimately, it, 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 uh, his decision-making, trying to explain it, trying to get a rationale for it. The, the other part for me is I'm looking at Elton Brand hired by Philadelphia. James Jones looks like he's going to get the job, at least on an interim basis, with the Phoenix Suns. Sure. Um, so I guess experience really isn't a factor. And the whole we're going to go hire guys from MIT and analytics geniuses I guess that's gone by the boards too. <laughs> Help you tell me, uh, Doug. <laughs> what we have? These are billion-dollar businesses now. Billion-dollar businesses, and we're hiring people to run them on basketball operations. And now with GMs, they have to handle media and the business side. They have to do all that. We're hiring guys who have r- virtually no experience doing anything remotely close to the job. This is, this well, really I, I, is I, I agree. Now it's their money. It's their toy. They're allowed to play with it. However they'd like. Right. Sure. Um, sure. And I would, I would defend Elton brand only in this sense. I've heard the exact same thing. I've also heard like, Hey, look, um, uh, it's a, he's a little bit of a figurehead. And he does yeah. have some experience from the, from the, from the G league thing, you know, like, look, I, I think here's the deal. Um, I don't, you're it not doesn't defending to, that Doug. You're not, no, no, really no, 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 no. I, I, I look at it differently. Like, yes, they, not, these guys can't come up with new ideas. I think here's what's fascinating. Um, Kyrie commits to staying in Boston. I think he's, he figured out. And I, I had heard when I was there this summer that he loved their culture they felt like, I, mm-hmm. I, look, I play for, and they were like, look, you, we got the best coach. We got a brand new facility. We've gotten rid of the doctors that didn't, that Isaiah Thomas thought ruined his career. Like we got, we'll get you the best mm-hmm. medical attention. And oh yeah, by the way, like Danny Ainge gets over on all these mooks, right? Like he just keeps killing these guys. And that's my fear right. for the, the 76ers is the, the 76ers hiring a guy who is, you know, is, is not ready for this. And right. there's still another step that's needed there, right? They're just, yeah, they're, yeah, like they're not there. Anybody who thinks they're there, they're not. They're not there. They're not. They were no. ahead of ahead of schedule. And one or two bad moves, even experienced guys make questionable moves. Look at Oklahoma City. Yep. You got one of the most respected guys in the game. You look back yep. and you try and explain away the James Harden thing, but it was a mistake. Um, I, I, you know, even if the owners wanted it, it was it was a mistake. The the point right. is that that's the fascinating part because there's some good pieces in Phoenix. There's some great pieces in Philadelphia and you have guys that don't have a ton of experience and based upon image and relationships and how they look in front of a camera, uh, got a job and, and what happens with those assets is going to be fascinating. Well, the thing with Phoenix is just weird because you hired a guy who everybody that I talked to lauds Igor Kokoskov and, and what he can be as a head coach You've now fired the guy who hired him, and that makes for an awkward, always makes for an awkward situation. I don't know that James Jones is going to come in if he holds the job, is going to want his own guy. That said, if, if Kevin McHale is as rumored as a long-term solution, uh, is he is he going to roll with with Igor? It just it, it it's it's weird, and doing it eight days before the season makes you look like you don't know what you're doing. But to your point, the hiring of Elton 
makes actually less sense than this because, as you noted, there's some people around the league who feel Philadelphia took a step back this, this, this offseason. Nonetheless, they do have one more step to take, and it is one of the most difficult to take mm-hmm. and really take somebody who is shrewd about that last step, who understands how not to overreach and yet to find the last few pieces that are going to bring this thing together and make them a bona fide title contender. Why you would put that in the hands of a neophyte is beyond me. You're right at the last step, at the precipice of really coming home. And I got to laugh when you said that they're ahead of schedule. They lost for four freaking years. <laughs> the, the sacrifice that they made to put these pieces together it's, uh, I mean, we're now on the, what, six, seven-year plan? And, yep. and, now, and now you're right at, that, at the crux of I know, making I know, it I know. happen, and you and hand it who to a guy who's never done it before. Okay, I, I, I got like two minutes for you. Um, mm-hmm. Golden State, I think this is yeah. the year Kevin Durant tries to show everybody he's the best player in the league. But, but I still think it's a weird season because they don't have DeMarcus, and when they do get DeMarcus... Um, yeah. He, they're going to be different because if you play him, you got to play big and that's not who they are. No, there's no question. And you're going to have to do that with the, in the last couple months of the season where are we trying to get together the Hampton five and how we play small ball, or are we just put that to the side and figure out how we're going to accommodate uh, DeMarcus. It's going to, it's going to be a really tricky challenge for them in terms of what they want to get going is DeMarcus going to be happy if they're just playing small ball and they call on him here, here and there, or he's, he's in the Zaza Pachulia of replay you the first six minutes of the game and the first six minutes of the second half. And otherwise we'll call you if you need, if we need you, I don't know that 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 works, but above and beyond all of that, the health of Draymond green is for me, the number one thing to observe. He obviously is having some knee issues right now. I've heard that he also has some hip problems. His deal is up. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to go through the Isaiah Thomas thing, um, or actually, he is in the high, Isaiah Thomas position of doesn't want to get surgery, doesn't want to take time off, wants to see if he can battle through it and, and get a new deal before he has to take care of it. Uh, we'll see where that goes. But if they don't have a Draymond Green, a fully capable Draymond Green, I don't care what Demarcus Cousins is, they ain't winning another championship. And remember, the shoulder was what supposedly was bothering him last year in the playoffs when he couldn't make a shot, yep. and they still won it in spite yep. of that. It's going to be interesting. Follow Rick Buecher on Twitter. Download his podcast, which is an awesome one. Buke, thanks so much for joining us. Look forward to touching base at some of these games and through the, through the all-ball pod in the future. Sounds good. You got it, Doug. What a great conversation with Rick Buecher. I want to give you my thoughts on the Jimmy Butler situation in the Twin Cities. But before I do so, let me talk to you about Quip. One of the most important things we do for our health every day is brush your teeth. Yet most of us don't do it properly. That's why you need Quip. Q-U-I-P is better electric toothbrush created by dentists and designers. Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth simple, affordable, and even enjoyable. It's got sensitive sonic vibrations, gentle enough for your sensitive gums. It's got the built-in two-minute timer pulses every 30 seconds to remind you to switch sides. And maybe most importantly, it's got brush heads that are automatically delivered every three months for just $5. I love Quip because it's easy, it's smart, and 
Makes my teeth shiny. Quip starts at just $25 if you go to getquip.com slash Doug, D-O-U-G, right now. To get your first refill pack for free with a Quip Q-U-I-P electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash Doug. It reminds me a little bit of War of the Roses. Remember that? Kathleen Douglas, uh, Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas, Danny DeVito's a lawyer. They tried to split up the house by putting like a line down the middle. Yeah, this doesn't work. What's going to be fascinating to see is who does invest in Jimmy Butler's future. First, there's just the reality of Jimmy Butler's a really well-regarded player. But is he your best player? No. No, not to win a championship. Is he your second best player? No. no. Like, you need him to feel like he's your second best player, but in reality, be your third best player. And, you know, the, the idea that his mentality struggles to get along with some of the guys in the Timberwolves, like, I don't know. I, I just, you've already been through two franchises and I don't know how many will be open to him. I guess the Brooklyn Nets will. I would guess the New York Knicks will. But the Knicks have said we're not willing to part with our assets in order to trade for anybody right now. Now, again, that's everybody saying it. People say a lot of things and they do something else. But they parted ways with with uh, assets to get Carmelo Anthony and could have gotten him in free agency. They're not going to make that same mistake again. I guess the issue with Jimmy Butler becomes what if they send him to Sacramento? Like, you know what? You want to make us look bad at practice? Fine. We'll send you to basketball Siberia. See how that works out for you. We're going to send you to Miami. And I think, and part of this is being angry and anger can provide a great amount of motivation. He can be angered by the fact that he thought a deal was imminent with the Miami heat who wouldn't want to live in Miami play for, Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley, they've won championships there with Shaq and with LeBron and D-Wade and I could come in and I could be the next guy and you live on South Beach and then all of a sudden like, no, we don't have the deal and it's because Minnesota couldn't agree to terms. You're mad. You go to practice, you take out uh, that anger on the other team but when you say things now, maybe Minnesota does the deal anyway. Maybe they do. Or maybe they go, F you, Jimmy Butler, Right? We're going to do you a favor, trade you the Miami Heat, make your life better. Why? You made our lives worse. You've you've hurt your, you've undercut our value for you. Maybe you sit there for a couple weeks, sit on ice, see how that, see how you like that. And as much as you could say, well, you shouldn't, if you're a team, you shouldn't be vengeful. If I'm the as as much as we think the Minnesota Timberwolves have no leverage, they still have the asset. And a lot of dealing Jimmy Butler is not just Jimmy Butler, but they don't want any bad contracts in return. And this could help them because they're not motivated to help him get to somewhere. I'm not going to take a bad contract just to get you off my books. You're already treating us like crap. Going to be amazing. NBA never lets us down. And then you have college basketball, all of the whistleblowers, all of the discussion with, um, the Adidas runners and Christian Dawkins. Now, look, I, I agree with uh, Dan Dockich in his tweet that Coach K and Roy Williams and these, these guys that are two of the preem- preeminent and premier coaches that aren't accused of cheating. 
should get out ahead of it and say like, look, we, we don't want these unsavory types. We don't want these people around college basketball and this is how it works. And, but, um, look, my feeling is there's always been in basketball somewhere between five and 15% of AU players like this college players like this, where they're looking for a handout. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 infinity QX 80 live March 20th from the edge at Hudson yards in New York city, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 infinity QX 80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.